Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, we are here, back to the studio. Back to the studio. It is where we are recording. Welcome to episode 105. Five, five, one oh five. Yeah, my my Fredericksburg favorite radio station growing up was one oh one point five. Oh, so one oh five makes me think of one oh one point five. Do you know one oh one point five? B one oh one point five. Oh, it's a good time. Was that country? No, no. We had a B. Something. That was one oh four point five. Oh, our country is one oh five point one. You see, mm. listen, one oh one point five was just like the usual. Top 40? Yeah, something like that. Is this what y'all came here for? <sighs> to hear all about our local radio stations? <laughs> it's very exciting. Welcome to our radio station. All right. It's where we tell you things that... At least that's what our parents call it. Really don't... You don't want to hear, but you do anyway. I mean, it's kind of like we're our own train wreck, where you really shouldn't want to listen or right. know what happens next, but you can't look Your away. Your conscious brain says, please don't do this to me. And, and you're like, but they're charming. You're like, please don't do this to us. And both that you do your anyway. heart though welcome to your own nightmare welcome to ours too <laughs> we're all in it together a baby. universal nightmare um what's up nothing when does this come out february 1st i don't know no february 3rd nope that's incorrect february february 3rd yes that is correct so this is the day after our wilbur show Wow. I'm so glad Eva edits now. Can you imagine on that day if I was trying to edit this episode? <laughs> Holy Lord. I will not want to be doing anything like that. <sighs> Thank you, Eva, in advance for Thank the editing. Thank you for that. Um, how do you think our Boston show went? I think it went so well that we got a standing O. Oh, I, I hope so. And what do you think? I, I Now I want that. Now my heart rate's going up, so we got to change the subject. Anyway. Well, actually, this is probably good because now we're coming back and it's we're out this the day that this comes out mm-hmm. we are nowhere near as stressed as we were for the last couple of weeks right because we had three solid weeks of non-stop traveling touring. and so we have a couple coming up here after that yeah but we've like are finally like we're winding ish down we see the light and also i'm going to new orleans next week this week 
Woo. So I can't wait for that. Oh, and that means Linda's coming into town. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, my goodness. Bye. <laughs> we're, we're all having... Ex- as soon as I get back, I've got other people coming into town. And then after that is the housewarming party that oh, you yeah. and Eva may or may not be coming to. Hopefully you're coming to. That's right. You and have then, to tell me the date again. The 16th. Okay. I'll be there. Will you guys be there? Let me know. Um, Please don't do that. Don't do that. Um, also... F- that means next week is Valentine's Day. Ooh. Do you have any, ooh, any guesstimates of what you're doing with Blaze? Chocolate. This is your first married Valentine's Day. Cupid. What? Birthday. Um, we are going to New Orleans that week. So we oh, you're back. going Valentine's Day week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we're telling everyone that it's our honeymoon in case they give us free champagne. <gasps> Smart. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. <laughs> we're going on a bunch of haunted tours, a bunch of haunted... Ho- oh, we booked our hotel. It's super haunted. Is it one I've covered or no? I looked to check because it seems like one you would. And I'm not going to say what it is out loud so that people don't know exactly where I am on that day. Sure. But um, I'm going to tell you afterward because I think you should cover it because I was reading the list and I was like, what the fuck? Well, you also like... It's not even that you're triangulating yourself because in a place like that, everything's mm-hmm. haunted. So, Blaze, like booked it based off a list of nine most haunted hotels in new orleans so i was like oh you know me so well what a good guy yeah so and it's really nice so it'll be it'll be fun i'm excited is there anything you plan on doing while you're there like yes ghost tours we're gonna like we already have a list of food we're gonna eat um blaze wants to do some like other kind of local tours and maybe go to the bayou we'll see cool a lot of stuff maybe hold a baby alligator you know how i am with animals that are dangerous Jaguars. we've all learned yeah <laughs> all within the same marriage year <laughs> wow i just you have... just need another bad one and like another really dangerous one you'll have the trifecta i have just a complex i think yeah probably i think you like danger a little too much I maybe like you should start a true crime podcast danger i'm on the edge maybe i should good luck we'll see how it goes we'll take a poll um yeah so we're on 105 which is crazy that means we just blew past 100 and we really we on we truly did not not necessarily all the listeners but we really did blaze right past we did and because this is still early january that we're filming recording this oh sorry eva leaned forward and my immediate thought is oh god i messed something up i broke the equipment again <laughs> i did that last isn't week. it nice having eva around just to like always be a little afraid Put me on edge constantly <laughs> yeah so i cannot believe we're already on 105 we're already in the second month of the year yeah holy smokes mm. move it on move it up yeah i have a feeling at this point we'll probably have more exciting things to tell you but i don't yeah it's right a shame now. we can't foresee the future we're many that weeks far off. in advance yeah we I, we haven't even left for dallas yet you don't know you never know like the big the big earthquake tm could have happened oh now. my lord and we could all be in trouble Whew. well fingers crossed fingers crossed um cool well i have like a you got a, you've got quite a story. Doozy. So I'm going to use your terminology. I love a good doozy. I love a doozy. So I will race right through mine then. Okay. Okay. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. 
I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So this is, uh, and I have... I want to pull a little New Year, New Me, and I'm sorry to everyone about this. You got to say hashtag first real, so it doesn't count. Hashtag New Year, New Me. Cool. Um, but I am going to try to make my stories much more varied. So Ooh. I know that it was obviously the last two years have been heavily, heavily, heavily ghosts and paranormal. And I want to keep it that way. I really, obviously, I'm a big sucker for ghost stories or else this podcast would not be possible. <laughs> but um, it really, just to give you guys a little sense of realism real quick, there it's I, there's so many other stories I want to cover. And I'm afraid if I don't do them now, then eventually it's going to become like this whole like compiled. Oh, so you got to sprinkle them. I want to sprinkle them in because otherwise one day if I like run out of ghost stories yeah. and it's like just an alien show, hey, people yo, are not going to know apologize. what's going on. This is called paranormal. There's a lot of paranormal shit. It just means we don't understand it. We're weaning from paranormal to supernatural in general. Whatever the hell you want. We're broadening the umbrella. But We're so broadening, expect. Broadcast is broadening. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, the broads. The broads are broadening. I just told myself to shut up. <laughs> in, case, in case anyone missed that, that was me demanding that I myself stop talking. You just looked into your own mirror. Um, no, I just want to, I want to prepare everyone that like a lot of my stories are now going to become much more just 
under the big tarp of supernatural in general, not just ghosts. So that the being big said, tarp, the big tarp, not just an umbrella. It's a big fucking tarp. It sounds like our old, uh, like a, like a plunger fort, like of, our plunger fort. a plunger fort of supernatural things going on. Oh, that's way cuter than a tarp. Oh, plunger tarp sounds like where you put bodies under. <laughs> Let's... That's more your thing. Yeah. Let's stop treading into my territory. <laughs> um, so we started the year with a conspiracy theory. Then I just did a ghost story last week and now I'm going to do an alien abduction. Yes. <clears throat> you know, I love this. I don't give a shit what anyone complains about. I love aliens. Thank you. I'm still dabbling with the thought of like making sure it's like regularly varied i think I, that'd be pretty cool I if think we that's did like great. why not the first week is an alien the second week is a ghost we then there's folklore then though. there's contra oh yeah we gotta just keep them guessing though okay i scratch all that that's no that's true maybe maybe not wink, maybe wink, nudge, we'll nudge. see so this it comes from an area called christian county kentucky and this is the kelly hopkinsville encounter oh. aka the hopkinsville goblins case oh aka the kelly greenman case holy got shit. a lot of names so this is in 1955 um to be exact it is august 21st 1955 in a little farmhouse and uh there are 12 people in this farmhouse so there's the matriarch if you will named glennie lankford and her several children glennie glennie that sounds like a made-up name i love it glenn i.e oh um, Glennie Langford, and she has five adult children, Lonnie, Charlton, Mary, Lucky, and JC. I'm Charlton. Oh, good. I call it. <laughs> Lucky is also known as Elmer. Oh, maybe uh, I'm Elmer. I can't decide. I don't know. It's up to you. It's, I'll see the what choice happens. is yours. I'll see what happens to them first <clears throat> with this green man, and then I'll let you know. So those are five adult children of Glennie's, and then two of them had their wives in the house, Vera and Aileen, and then Aileen's brother was there. And then two family friends, Billy Ray and his wife, June. Stop it. They're all in the same house? There's 12 people currently in this house. Wow. And so... And they're adults. They're not even kids. They're taking up a lot of space. They are. And I can't imagine this farmhouse is very big. Oh, my. So the Taylors, who are Billy Ray and his wife, June, they actually worked with Lucky and his wife, Vera, as carnival workers. Oh. Hashtag sassy. So... <laughs> I just spit everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> So the Taylors and Lucky and Vera, they are all carnival workers, and they and the Taylors were actually visiting them at their family farmhouse. Got oh, got it. So they were two visitors in a, a family. They were like trans home. transienting through. Kind of like how you came to visit me at my house, except we're not well, carnival workers. Well, you weren't there. Oh, <laughs> you meant when I visited Allison and you weren't home. I was oh no, like, I mean my oh, house really? in Fredericksburg. <laughs> yes, and I stayed with you. Yes. Yes. So imagine that, but aliens. Or when you came to my scary house and got. got thought, I don't like to think about thought that. My house. grandmother was a ghost. <laughs> that she still i think kind of was grandma pam you're still convinced miss pam is a ghost i don't really believe you because you're like no no we can all see her and i'm like "Mm, i don't (laughs) what if this is just an elaborate ruse i just don't want to tell you you know what she if she's a ghost she was just the nicest ghost i've ever met in my life she was just the sweetest little lady she's an angelic human being i remember i went to go shake her hand and her her hand was so warm oh yes and she puts both hands yes she's just an angel she puts both she's hands on your four hand feet tall. it's like she hugs your hand with hers just to clarify she's my stepdad's mother so she's my step grandma and yeah. i really thought she was a ghost because allison and i did not <laughs> think we were going to be sleeping at christine's when we landed and then we found out we got there earlier than expected so then we called christine about an hour before our flight and we were like by the way you're gonna, you're gonna have to wake up at 5 a.m and let us into your house and we're gonna sleep in your living room and then I put two armchairs together for you to sleep on. Yes. It was quite an 
but so in the middle of the night, or at least to us, 5 a.m. is the middle of the night, and Miss Pam, it's rise and shine That's time she for her. she wakes up, she grew up on a farm. And so I went to, I was going to sleep, and then right in the middle of kind of nodding off, I look up and there's this, like, <laughs> adorable little woman just staring at like me. Like a gray-haired lady, probably holding a quilt. She looks kind of like the, the grandma in uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yes, a little bit. But just so happy and smiley. And yes. so I looked at her. Gentle. I looked at her, and I was like... In my head, I was like, I, I've been told in advance that this place is haunted. Yes. I think I'm looking at a ghost. You truly didn't know until later whether she was real. I really had no idea. I was like, who the hell was that woman? And then I saw her downstairs in broad daylight, and I was like, okay, we're in the clear. Maybe. You did go pale for a second, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she walked away, and I was like, Allison, that was a fucking ghost. <laughs> you were like, did you see her, too? <laughs> um, anyway, Grandma Pam. Anyway. Shut up. Hi, Miss Pam. So, uh, where were we? I don't know. Sorry, I just derailed that real hard. Uh, oh yeah, so they're all in that. There's a lot of people in this house. Okay, so then they're all playing card games together in the house, Fun. and Billy Ray decides that he's going to go out to the well to get a bucket of water, and he saw a flash of light in the sky and watched it continue to travel toward the trees, and he believed it was a flying saucer, and he ran inside. <laughs> That's me and you. Oh my god, a light! <laughs> oh my god, it's a flying saucer. Soon after, the dogs began barking. And everyone started hearing strange noises outside of the house. And Billy Ray looked out the window. And from the screen door, he shot his gun to scare whatever was there off. <laughs> That's the Kentucky way to do it. It really was, especially in the 1950s Hell on a yeah. farm. And apparently the noises were enough to scare the entire family. And keep in mind, they were probably like already primed to think there was an alien because Billy Ray comes like blitzing <laughs> into their house being like, I just saw a UFO. A flying saucers outside. <clears throat> So they all heard these noises and the dogs were freaking out. And so he just shot out into the field to scare whatever was right, there. Gone. Right. So he and Lucky then go out onto the porch to see if anything is still out there. And as they're standing on the porch, a clawed hand reaches <gasps> down from the roof <gasps> and grabs Lucky's head. What the fuck? He got away and they ran further outside to be able to see the top of the roof. And they, they started, ran further outside. Well, they like got away from it's the porch brave. and just went out. To look up at the roof and start shooting at it. Okay, they had a gun. Okay. And they shot at the creature, but instead of the creature falling down, oh. it floated down unharmed and ran off into the woods. Um, Billy Ray and Lucky ran inside, and as soon as they looked, uh, oh, as soon as they looked through the window to see if it was still there, its face was on the glass peeking <gasps> back at them. Oh this is a Twilight Zone episode mixed with like a night terror. I don't <laughs> like it. They saw another creature that looks exactly the same behind him floating in a tree branch, staring at them. And so Billy Ray and Lucky decide to run outside with their guns and shoot at them again, <laughs> even though it didn't fucking work the first time. Plan A, plan A, plan A. <laughs> plan B is plan A and plan C is also plan A. C, plan A. <laughs> when, so when they were shooting at these creatures, when they would hit the creature... It would sound like bullets were hitting a tin can, oh! so they sounded hard and metallic, and they never seemed injured. They would only float back a little bit, and then down back to the ground, and <sighs> run off for a minute before coming right back it's to like get a shot video at again. Game. Yeah, it was like whack-a-mole, but whack-an-alien. <laughs> um, the guys went through several boxes of ammo before giving up, and stories over the years say that they held off somewhere between 12 to 15 of them at gunfire Stop. for, quote, nearly four hours. Stop it. They seem to be, so the creatures seem to be taunting them by appearing and reappearing, very much like whack-a-mole. 
And eventually, Glennie, she, who's the mom and the matriarch, she told them, look, the creatures don't seem like they're here to harm anyone. They're just, like, being annoying and teasing us, but they haven't actually tried to hurt anyone. Um, just get in the car and go to the police station. Okay, fair. So, Glennie's got a good head on her shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Makes <clears throat> sense. So then the police, uh, they go to the police, the police follow them back, as well as five state troopers, three deputy sheriffs, four military police from Fort Campbell Army Base. They must have been really convincing, though. Oh, yeah. Well, they apparently looked really freaked they, out. Oh, probably. After four hours. Yeah. yeah. And also, um, I guess, because at the time, I think, I read this from one article, and I'm not sure how accurate it was, but at the time... This area of Kentucky only had 300 people. So it was oh. a really small town. So they knew these people. They weren't just like strangers. Right. And also Lucky was known to like have the like a no-nonsense attitude. Okay. So if he's freaked oh, out, I, I think everyone else was freaked out. I get it. So they were there for over... They came back with them to the farmhouse and they were there for over two hours and found nothing except evidence of gunfire. There was also, quote, an odd luminous patch along the fence where one of them was shot. Ooh. And it had an iridescent sheen. So it's like metallic blood. Yikes. All of the family was questioned one by one, and they all gave corroborating reports. And they also described the creatures all the same. So they were interviewed away from each other to see if their stories matched up. And right. all of them said the same thing about the creatures, that they were three to four feet tall with muscular upper bodies, atrophied legs, glowing eyes, and stretched arms. Ew. Um, atrophied legs. <clears throat> they all gave consistent stories and consistent descriptions, even when talking later to sketch artists. They all seemed to have the same story. Officers returned in the morning to do further interviews, I guess, but they couldn't find the family, and they were told by the neighbors that they had actually left that morning for Evansville, Indiana. Oh. Because at 3 a.m., the creatures returned. Oh, my God. And after everyone had fallen asleep, Glennie woke up to them staring at her through the window, and... When they saw that she was awake, they floated to the roof, knocked on the walls, and scratched on the house, and that's when the family decided to leave. Because they noticed she was awake. Okay, this is giving me hives. Like, just the thought of anything being, like, in your presence, but then, like, oh, I see that you're up. I'm going to target you now. Like, it's like, oh, we're busted and, like, <gasps> floating away. That's, like, in the morning when Gio, I pretend to be asleep because Gio's, like, waiting. <laughs> and then if I even flinch or, like, open one eye, he pounces to be like, you're up. Oh, no. But, like, the nightmare, night terror version of that. Yeah, the alien version of that. Correct. So, obviously, the family story got widespread coverage in the press. Some papers even called the aliens quote, gremlins or goblins. Yeah, that's what they sound like. Which is how they got the name the Hopkinsville Goblins. Oh, sure. I guess you did say that, so you primed me for it. Well, the report that was described to the... Either it was described to the cops, and then it got translated, and then it got, like, brought to the media, or this was just a direct interview to the media from the family. Mm -hmm. They described them as little gray men. Oh. But when... Basically, they said little gray men, but the report got misquoted to say little green men. Oh. And so little green men got out to the papers and also a lot of other details started altering. Like, I guess it, everything was just getting misquoted. Sure. So, for example, the size started varying from two to four feet instead of three to four feet. It was added that they had large pointed ears, human-like hands, and spine, spiny legs. <laughs> Okay. Which apparently none of the family actually said. Those were just like things started kind of like getting out of hand. Sensationalized. Yeah. Yeah. And the press also said that the Air Force was involved when it was actually just four men from a local army base. But the press said that the military was involved at all because it was a government alien invasion, 
but really it was a small town police needing backup for what seemed like a gunfight oh got it so it wasn't like wow this is an alien we need to bring in the army it's like right it was like you've been shooting it's like we have two police officers in this county can you come help (laughs) us got it got it got it um many neighbors however they say that they also saw a fireball in the sky that night and watched it fly past the trees just like what billy rice oh shit and lucky is like i said earlier is described as a no-nonsense guy who would have never made up something like this why would he have shot at his own house why would he have put his own family in danger so a lot of people side with him true um there's someone out there called a ufologist which i don't know why that's not my job i was gonna say it might be soon um so ufologist alan hendry defends them by saying this case is distinguished by its duration and by the number of witnesses involved with corroborating reports right there's so many people also project blue book listed the case as a hoax with no further comment but the air force has listed it as a flaunt as the Air Force has listed the flying object as unidentifiable, oh. which means it technically is, according to the Air Force, a UFO. UFO, yeah. So I always even tell Blaze that. I'm like, UFO doesn't necessarily mean like, ooh, there's big aliens. It's there's just, just like, something we don't know what it is. They don't can't classify it. UFO means unknown or right. unidentified. Right. So there's a lot of people defending their case. Okay. Um, and the town's Chamber of Commerce actually hired a full-time paranormal investigator to conduct interviews with surviving witnesses recently. Wow. And oh, recently? Recently. Oh. It's still a big thing in the town. I wow, mean, sure. It's how much is going town. on? <laughs> so. In Jesus Town, what is it called? Christville? It was called Christian County, I sure. think. But the town itself, it was like right on the border of Kelly and Hopkinsville. So that's why it's called the Kelly Hopkinsville. Oh, I thought those were going to be their last names. I get it. Okay. No. No. Um, but so Project Blue Book basically said it was a hoax and then didn't comment on it. But everyone else seems to be like on their side. And when they hired an investigator to actually interview all these people What's that project? are still surviving. What's Project Blue Book? Oh. Um, so is that where they... That's something I'm actually going to cover in a future oh, episode. It? But it's basically, it's like the government's book of like, they've got UFOs. A whole oh. bunch of like supernatural stuff that like, what their oh, report the of it is. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Sorry, I'm just having no idea. No, no, no. It's okay. Probably for the best you know as little as possible because I'm going to cover it one day. Perfect. And I it's won't... all about conspiracy theories. So. I'm glad I asked so I won't Google it. Oh, yeah. You'll love Project Blue I'm Book. already very... That's why I was like, I it's need like to know. It's like the government's book of like all like secrets. Oh, God, I want to Google kind of. it so bad. <laughs> um, I won't, I promise. It's all the secrets about you. It's everything your I don't FBI know agent that. has I don't uh, want sent to over know to them. shit about that. So uh, the investigator did interviews recently on sur- the last surviving witnesses. And after um, all this time, the witnesses' stories have not changed at all. This case, however, is actually used by psychology professors in pseudoscience um, to help students in reasoning exercises to determine the truth from fiction. Because oh. even though there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of backup from the town about like, well, you know, they saw this right. and I saw this and I really trust this person, blah blah blah. Um, there are a lot of explanations and debunking. I see. Okay, and so. Because this case seems to have like 50% belief and 50% disbelief, it's a really good exercise in psychology to be like, okay, now you figure out what actually really happened. I see. Okay. I actually, my senior sem in college was pseudoscience. And it, oh shit. So the, my graduating like senior paper that I had to write on was, um, the class was called why people believe weird things. And my teacher, by the way, is the world's biggest skeptic. It was such I was a say, pain in the ass. I was going to say, it sounds like you were probably hated that. 
yeah but he like was very respectful that other people okay he was respectful in the classroom but you could tell he thought everyone was an idiot if right they, like believed i mean in the ghost. class is literally like why people believe dumb shit right yeah but it was like truly one of the coolest classes and i like really had like the golden ticket because at that time i was also a paranormal investigator example a (laughs) and so well so all of these different exercises we had to do he would like one assignment was like study a pseudoscience or something that's really interesting to you and then do a report on it and i and so i literally went to him and i was like can i just not do that project and just take up a class and talk about all the ghost equipment we use and he was like yeah that's fine and so i didn't even have to do homework and then I, I got away with something else, too, where I my final paper was on ESP, but because I had done a conference, because I had, oh, like, I yeah. got a grant or something to go, like, show my research at a different college. Yeah. And because I did that, I got away with not, with, like, using that information for a different paper. I, like, that was Cheater. just the most fun. <laughs> it was the most fun. So, like, Book Report M came out to play. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I was, like, do an assignment. Uh, actually, I'm just going to go get paid, and I'll just bring the equipment back with me. How about that? I mean, it, why not, though? I it mean, worked. It got an I was going to say, and it fits the subject matter. All right. So, anyway, that's why that that part really got me, because I was like, oh, psychology professors in pseudoscience. I was like, that's exactly. You're like, I've been there. I was like, hashtag senior That time. is such a cool class, though. I would take that now, if that was offered. It was really Skillshare, fun. are you listening? <laughs> it was really fun, and they had a lot of... Um, we read a lot of really cool books, but like half of our classes were just watching Penn and Teller. Um, it was re- it was really fun. So that being said, it's one of the cases that people use in reasoning exercises, and it's also one of the cases that has quote the most evidence. But all the evidence can really be explained. I think the thing that really defends it is that so many people swear so by it to this so day, much. and it's all consistent information, and nobody changed their story. Right. So. I mean, yeah, if you have a whole house full of people corroborating the same you thing, you have 12 people saying this happened to say like, oh, one of them was on drugs, you know, like, it's right. Hard to... And you also have all the other people in town being like, oh, yeah, I saw that, too. Right. Like, I saw like a light in the sky and stuff. Whoa. So here is the best explanation. Okay. There seem to be many similarities between the creatures in the story and the a great horned owl. <laughs> so... Uh... Owls fly silently and look as if they're floating. They're two-thirds of a meter tall. They hunt one hour after sunset, a.k.a. right when this happened. I see. And these owls are aggressive, especially in the summer when feeding their newborns, and this happened in August. Um. So Billy Ray Taylor might have just gotten close to a nest and an owl was defending its babies. And And he was just a bad shot and was like, I shot them ten times. Right, right. So... Uh, this is a quote from, I think, one of the... Oh, from the inter- the investigator who interviewed all the surviving witnesses. This is a recent quote. Okay. And he also doesn't believe that these were aliens. Oh, he, okay. He actually said that it's offensive to common sense for you to think that it's an alien. Oh, no! That's not very nice. Um, so his quote was, Allowing for heightened excitement prompted by the flying saucer sighting, it seems likely that this is easily explained by a meteor and a pair of territorial owls. What a hoot. (laughs) So Um, I studied journalism in senior year of college, so it looks like you and I made quite a pair in this story. (laughs) I think so. What a hoot. Shoving in puns. What a hoot. (laughs) So there was like how Billy Ray Taylor did see a flying flash of light. This actually happened to coincide with the Kappa Cygnids meteor shower that was happening that night. So he probably saw a meteor and thought that there was a a UFO. So 
The sound of bullets bouncing off metal might have actually him being a bad shot and his bullets ricocheting off of cars nearby. <laughs> and the glowing in the trees that he saw after the meat after the meteor slash UFO flew into the woods, he saw this glowing yeah. light. It was most likely most likely foxfire, which is a fungi found in that area that is bioluminescent. Oh yeah. So that plus the fact that they may or may not have been drinking that night and witnesses uh the witnesses were potentially drunk um although the family argues that no one drank in that house so what do you mean they were potentially drunk like they were they potentially like since it was like a a friday night and they were all playing cards they might have just been drunk but there wasn't like evidence that they were drinking they said they're they're just saying like a meteor shower plus owls plus being drunk you might have just assumed you saw an alien but they said they were not drinking they said they were not got it can i look up this owl what is it called a A great great horned horned owl oh my goodness i mean to be fair they're very scary like Mm -hmm. if those were coming at me i would be frightened too they just think a, a mommy owl and a daddy owl got really protective. Aww. Or a mommy and a mommy, or a daddy and a daddy, I mean, or a parent and a parent. Is this... Yeah. Excuse Stop me. Stop so heteronormative, Em. Whew. The great if non-binary I owl. one more time. <laughs> <laughs> so some think that... This is the just the dumbest theory. Okay, I'm ready. Some think that the creatures that they saw were actually monkeys. Oh my that they actually brought to the house from the circus that they forgot about outside while they were playing cards. (laughs) And it was the 50s. People did stupid (laughs) shit. So, fun fact about this case. The 1986 movie Critters is loosely based on this case. There's also a Pokemon named Sableye who is based on the creatures in the story. And in Pokemon, if you, like, play the game and everything... He moves by swaying and floating like the aliens reported. Are you serious? What a very specific origin story. I, I, I like to think all Pokemon have that kind of origin story, that. but I really don't think they do. But I would love the like etymology of their names that. and the history. I hope they're all like paranormal based. Squirtle. Gross. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, Steven Spielberg also said that this story was part of his inspiration for both E.T. and Close Encounters of Shut the Third Kind. Up. And in 2010, the people of the town Kelly yeah. were brainstorming for ways on how to make the town some money and how they could do a fundraiser, and they were looking at all sorts of ideas. So they started looking at the town's archives for something in its history that they could market, and basically, quote, it came down to train tracks or aliens. <laughs> so to be fair, they're equally fascinating. <laughs> so they created the... To Ke- my stepdad. They created the Kelly Little Green Men Days Festival with aliens and flying saucers, which happens every year on the anniversary of the event. And the festival organizers actually nowadays expect turnouts of 20,000 people. <gasps> Andrew, are you listening? We want to do a show there. So it's held in Kelly Station Park, which is named after the railroad conductor, hence the train tracks, named after the railroad conductor who founded the town. And if you look, there's a uh, there's like a train statue in the park. And the if you look at the conductor, it's a little green alien. That is so they combine both of their histories together. I mean, I honestly love that because even if it was fake or whatever, or like, yeah, misconstrued, like it's part of their history still. Right. Um, also in the park is a 38-foot flying saucer that lights up and smokes. <laughs> and there's a sign next to it that says, Flying saucer parking only. Violators will be beamed out. I love this place so much. The festival features little green men homemade costume contests. 
and visitors can even watch a dramatic recreation of the 1955 shootout at a nearby theater. Oh, my God. So the last fun fact I have about this as is because they got called Little Greenman by accident in the news report when they meant mm. Little Gray Men. Um, that actually is the that's the history or the beginning of why aliens are sometimes seen as Little Green Men. Oh, snap. Because of this story. So it was so that- all just like. It was literally misquoted in a paper, and now, like, the big stereotype of what wow, an alien looks like is a little green man. the whole... Yeah. Wow. So that's how the term was coined. So, like I said, the information has been super misconstrued over the decades, and sources regularly misquoted the information or completely made it up. For example, other UFOologists named Bud Ledwith and Isabel Davis interviewed witnesses and published a book that was not accurate at all, despite having interviewed the witnesses. Oh, my... Um, They added that there was a UFO landing, that the aliens were made of shiny silver metal, that law enforcement reported lights and noises, and creatures tried to surrender. They were also the ones who actually said that there were 12 to 15 of them in the farm, at the farmhouse, when actually in personal interviews there was only three to four. Uh Aha! And they were told that the creatures... They also reported in their book that the creatures would glow when they were shot at, and the part that the bullet hit them at would glow brighter than the rest. I see. And that was phony? That was all That was all phony baloney. Oh. But a lot of people tried to market books off of this story and made it sure. seem much scarier than it was. But there's this girl now named Geraldine, and she's Lucky's daughter. Mm-hmm. And Geraldine now says, if people want to hear the story, let's get it right. So she wrote about her family's experience in two books, one called The Alien Legacy and the other called The Kelly Green Men, Alien Legacy Revisited. Ooh. And she says, quote, uh, when, when asked how her family actually handled all of this at the end, Geraldine says, my dad didn't know, or my dad didn't like how people treated him once the story got out. People made fun of him. It was traumatizing. And still to this day, the witnesses who are alive are afraid to talk. The family got sick of being harassed and called liars. They left after 10 days of being in that house after the news broke. Glennie felt safer around other people, and whatever happened that night affected my uncle JC. He couldn't hold down a job anymore. It psychologically messed with him. Oh my god! How so sad is she's that? out here promoting like, like the tr- the truth and like just so you know, like this wasn't just like a fun thing, like, like a goofy hoax or something. Yeah, but she has taken advantage of that, and she realizes that other people like want to like keep it as like the town's history and like sure. make something light of it because I mean it is an alien abduction case or an alien case in general and so that being said she makes sure that every year she goes to the little green man festival and she shares the story and speaks at every at every event oh wow okay so so it's like an actual family member there yeah and so she tells everyone the story of what really happened yeah so that's that that's great though yeah it's kind of a happy ending i mean not i mean sad for what happened with the family but but no if i mean she still makes she still goes to the little green man festival all the time that's at least they didn't like aren't like still traumatized by that no oh my gosh that's crazy though i still have these creepy owls my brother is terrified of owls so he's not gonna like that story sorry um <laughs> they're kind of spooky looking if you really look at their faces especially at night and look at this like if this thing came at you this picture in particular uh-huh. like look at this eyes those eyes like it's like a, don't fuck with me eyes oh yeah it's like i see you yeah but also like i don't really get the legs thing but maybe if they're running do they i don't know i mean have you seen an alien uh not an alien it's, have you yes. seen an owl running <laughs> no have you have you seen stop it no look it up they have legs and you would never know 
Say and just type in owl running. Owl video has legs. <laughs> owl sure. video has legs. I mean, I'm just what. <laughs> That's a baby one. There's like a specific video Yuck. that like really shows their okay, legs. Okay, okay, I'll do owl running has legs. Yeah, it's that one. This one? Yep. <laughs> Holy shit, it looks like a gremlin. <laughs> but so imagine that running off into... Hey, no, you're right. That's what it was. That's it what... has to be. It yeah. looks like a little gremlin. And that's like a small one. But Isn't if it was that... a big owl... Also, what was that piano music? I love that. Dun, 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 I'm actually really sad that it ended because it was such a short video. Well, it's on It's on Twitter. It's like one of those quick videos on Twitter. <sighs> and the caption is always like, I had no idea owls had legs. I don't love that. It but... like really had like thighs and everything. It had full legs. Like knees i just imagine them having like little toes under their belly you know they have giant oh oh, i thought you meant like on the end i'm like no i bet you have giant talons Mm, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. pierce mice right yes and that's why we drink is sponsored by squarespace squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with squarespace it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms You don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I don't know this for a fact, but it's my opinion that there is no easier way to build a website than Squarespace because of this drag-and-drop technology. It gets better every year, and it is just, when you think it can't get any better and easier, it does. I've been using Squarespace since 2017. Um, And in that time, they have just proven themselves to be the best and easiest way to make a website. So anytime I make a website for any reason, that's where I go. When you're ready to get started, you can use one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category, and then you can customize it. You can customize the look, add new content, add features to fit your unique needs. It's just a great spot to have a landing page for you, for your business, for whatever it is you're trying to market or showcase. Squarespace is the best platform to use, in my opinion. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind, especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things. But Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink okay now i have a story for you that i feel like I've... we talked about this but i've had some like insecurities about not having enough time to put into like the creative part of the show and just being like too focused on like the 
emails and business side. Sure. So this is one that I have spent a lot of time on. A lot of time on. Is it what I think it is? I don't know because I feel like probably not. I don't no. know. What is it? Jeffrey Dahmer? No. Is it Albert Fish? No. Okay. I don't know. So I did this to you like last week <laughs> <laughs> with the time travel. Um, so I started the, these notes like weeks ago and it finally I feel like they're like up to snuff. Okay. So this is the story of Elizabeth Baffrey, <gasps> the blood countess. Yeah. All and right. Wow, is it a wild ride? Wow, did she kill so many people? I mentioned this last night because Liz was like, what are you recording tomorrow? And I was like, oh, I'm doing Elizabeth Bathory, the blood countess. And I was like, oh, she's this woman who, and he's like, yeah, I saw the out of the corner of my eye that documentary you were watching on the airplane on the way back from Cincinnati. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you saw that? And he's like, yeah. And so did the child behind us. Like, oh, everyone no. saw that. And I was like, oh. Whoops. So he's like, there was just a lot of blood. I don't really want to know about it. And I was like, okay. Don't listen to this episode. Then. <laughs> okay, so th- this is one of the potential origin stories of Bloody Mary, correct? Ye- I believe so. Yeah, she was one, yeah. one of the ones I covered yes, at least. Yeah, and also so maybe I was uh, wrong. No, no, I think you're right. And also, um, a uh, an inspiration for Dracula. So mm. no jokes. I can't wait. So um, I actually Marilyn told me because I mentioned it, and she's like, "Oh, did you listen to the lore episode on this?" And I probably had a long time ago, but I re-listened, and it's really good. And I guess her name is technically pronounced uh, Bautry oh. in Hungarian. But I, uh, any documentary I watch, like BBC and everything, called her Elizabeth Bathory. Bathory so I don't know. I'm, okay. I just Let's draw- just call her Lizzie. Lizzie. Lizzie Some B. Some places literally called her that. Lizzie B. Lizzie Borden is yeah. what that sounds like. <laughs> um, so I'm going to call her Elizabeth because that is the most westernized version I can come up with. All right. Cool. So let's just crack into it, huh? Yeah, let's knuckle and buckle. Whew. Okay, here we go. So, Countess Elizabeth Bathory de Esed, Exged, Exged, I'm already screwed up, Eshed, I don't Welcome know. Welcome to my world. Uh, yeah, that's rough. Uh, lived from August 7th, 1560 to August 21st, 1614. It's just like my brain stopped when you said something beyond the 1700s. What it, let's try it again. Cannot compute. 15 something. <laughs> I really, my brain, I just saw like a 404 error. I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to handle it. What did you say? 15 what? <laughs> 1560 uh-huh. to 1614. 16. Like, I know that's simple math, but my brain is like, it, the second you said 15 anything, I s- stopped. You were like, something you've made a mistake. Something 60 minus something plus so something So the crazy 14. thing, too, is that, like, I was reading this, like, oh, my God, so long ago. And it is so long ago. But then somebody said, oh, only a few hundred years ago. And I was like, that's true. Right. Like, 200 years ago were the 18, you know, it doesn't seem... It's a long time ago, but it's, like, recorded history. Right, you know? right, right. So it's it's a long time ago, but still, for what happens here, it's, like, pretty bananas. 1560 to 1614. Correct. Truly actually got it's a little It's not going to be on the test, I promise. No, but I still want to try to, like, imagine. I couldn't even tell you what the 1500s looked like in my in my stupid brain. You're about to find out. It probably looked really <laughs> bloody and horrible. Really. Got it. Really bleak, I think, is maybe the word. <laughs> Dark, I hear you. Whether any of this even is in the picture, bleak as hell, I think, sure across the board i think like subpar maybe like subpar and par is maybe thank god no one from the 1500s can like yell at us about like us saying it's bleak i mean i think they'd probably tend to agree but probably (laughs) in 500 years they'll look back at us and be like wow that was bleak you know i mean who knows in case they're listening to this 500 years into the future (laughs) you're right (laughs) on your (laughs) you're not wrong you're not wrong at least we have wine okay so she was a Hungarian noblewoman and alleged serial killer. 
mm-hmm. from the noble family of Bautri, mm-hmm. who owned land in the Kingdom of Hungary, which is now Hungary, Slovakia, and Romania. She was actually labeled by Guinness Book of World Records as the most prolific female murderer, though the precise numbers of her victims is debated. When Guinness is like, let's give you an award for killing. <laughs> 500 years later, like, <laughs> you can grow out your fingernails all you want, but if you murdered hundreds of people. So I will say that I'm going to upfront alleged, you need to remember that the word alleged is just dispersed throughout this whole story. Uh-huh. So keep in mind, this is all alleged, but <laughs> it's a thin alleged. Well, you'll see. Just okay. remember alleged. Okay. So Elizabeth Bathory was born on a family estate um, in 1560. She spent her childhood at the castle. During her childhood, multiple sources say she suffered from seizures that may have been caused by epilepsy, possibly stemming from the inbreeding of her parents. There it is. I told you it was bleak for even the nobles. <laughs> and I mentioned this to Blaze. I was like, Wow. Her epilepsy may have been caused by the inbreeding of her parents. And he's like, po- I said it was possibly caused by that. And he was brushing his teeth. He's like, possibly. And I was like, all right, turn around. I tell <laughs> Brush you, your teeth. Tell Brush you your teeth. a fun fact. At the time, symptoms relating to epilepsy. Now, this is a fun fact. Love it. Was diagnosed as falling sickness. Oh, well. Oh, interesting. And included rubbing blood of a non-sufferer on the lips of an epileptic. Get the fuck out of here. Or giving the epileptic a mix of a non-sufferer's blood and piece of skull as their episode ended. Wow, what's worse? Now, let's keep it right. It's just, well, what's worse for the non-sufferer? It's like, <laughs> guess, you're, guess you can have my blood. Christ. Imagine um, if I ha- saw you having, like, falling issues, and then I just have to, like, cut my own hand and spray you. Um, It's called <laughs> on my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> It's called falling sickness. Right. Okay. My bad. And um, it's like, an, here's part of my skull, Christine. Good luck. <laughs> I'm an advocate, so I wish you would call it the right term. Sorry. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. Falling sickness, TM. Um. So <laughs> keep this in mind. This is blood treatment. Right. Well, for I'm thinking already. Reasons. I'm thinking already. Hashtag Dracula. Hashtag blood in your mouth. Right. Cool. Uh, some people say Elizabeth's later cruelty stemmed from her family. Stories include Elizabeth as a child witnessing brutal punishments executed by her family's officers and being taught by family members involved with Satanism and witchcraft. Mm. Uh, however, there's no hard evidence to back up these claims. Elizabeth was raised Protestant Calvinist. As a young woman, she learned Latin, German, Hungarian, and Greek. Damn. Same. She's got some good qualities. She's definitely a smart lady. She's well-rounded. Well-rounded. Born into a privileged family of nobility, she was showered and endowed with wealth, education, stellar social position, obviously. So she started off on probably, like, not even the 99%, like, the 99.999% of right. the time. Right. So, skip ahead to her married life. Skip ahead. Not really. At age 10, oh! Elizabeth was engaged. Yikes. So, like, time travel 10 minutes into the future. Got it. <laughs> I put a separate section. Like, this is how much I put into this, because usually I don't separate them into categories. Wow. Like bullet ca- married life. That's what I had to do for the time travel one. Really? I was like, I can't I can't wrap wow. my head around this. It's like doing this full time. We suddenly actually have it's like, full we, time to put into it. It's like we have to, like, put in real notes <laughs> and not just me guessing. What? Chapters? <laughs> okay, so married life is still childhood. She was engaged at age 10 to a man named Ferenc Nadosti. The son of Baron Tomas Nadosti de Nadost et Fagerasfold. I don't know. Uh, I just read what I saw. I don't, don't, don't at me. 
Like, um, first you start, you said 1516. I'm still on that. And then you just threw all those You're going to catch out. up by the last bullet. My brain's just like, there's a little explosion happening inside. Um, so the marriage was probably a political arrangement within, the, I mean, not surprising. It was a political right. arrangement, arranged marriage. Um, because Elizabeth's social standing was higher than that of her husband, she did not change her last name. And her husband actually took her name. Ooh, a little bit of a feminist. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Um, and they officially got married when she was 15 and he was age 19 on May 8th, 1575. So, uh, approximately 4,500 guests were invited to the wedding. Sounds like what you and I experienced in October. Christine gets blazed. 4,500 people. 4,500. Wow. You're pretty popular mm -hmm. and rich, apparently. Mm -hmm. That's how that all sounds. I mean, I didn't change my name either. There's a lot of similarity so oh, far. Oh my gosh. Blaze better watch out. Why am I doing this? Are you, your parents' Why am I aligning cousins? myself? <laughs> <laughs> I do have falling disorder. What's it called? Falling illness? Um, so his Elizabeth's husband's wedding gift to her was his household, which happened to be the Shakti's castle. So okay. that's where her similarities in mine stop. Oh, right. She has a castle. Who <laughs> forgot? Her husband, who is a lesser social status, gifted her this humble castle. Right. You guys definitely break break ties there <laughs> yeah that's goodbye <laughs> you went away um i don't know how to pronounce that so sashti's castle i don't know in present-day slovakia so before a little bit of a rewind at age 13 before her first marriage elizabeth allegedly got pregnant during quote horseplay with a peasant boy get out of here yeah horseplay yikes is that what they used to call it yikeroonies is what that is wow horseplay and you don't know if that i don't know if that is rape i don't know if that is literally right. they just had sex like who knows but i mean it's i mean that really is the most vague version yeah, totally. of that explanation it could be anything and officially it's called horseplay so who the fuck knows um she gave birth to a child the child uh like i said was said to be fathered by a peasant boy and was supposedly given away to a local woman um who took the child to romania then uh, her husband uh, had her lover, this peasant boy lover, I don't know, the father of her child, sure. castrated and then torn Ooh. to pieces by dogs. Sounds like it was bad horseplay. I think if he's getting castrated and then it's getting fed to a dog, you probably didn't want any no, part of that. No, it's not good. So if that is, if we're assuming this is assault so far, I think she's justified in what happened. Yes, but um, actually, I watched a documentary and they were like, that would have happened no matter what. If it was like a peasant oh. sleeping with and the husband found out, like, it was just pretty standard or issue that this person would just be punished. And punishment wow. back then oh. was mauled by dogs. Like, it wasn't that outrageous. Jesus. Yeah, which I was like. You're oh. right. Bleak it is. Bleak is the word of the century. I'm not even, yeah, it's not even a question. When that's like legally allowed oh, to yeah. like, oh my God. And that wasn't ever disputed as like, oh, he did that out of jealousy or anger. It was just like, oh, you had sex with my wife, wife? my 13 year old wife. Yeah. So you uh, must now be eaten by dogs. And everyone was like, okay. And he died that way. He was eaten yes, by dogs. He was Holy castrated. Shit. He was castrated and then torn to pieces by dogs. Um, oh my God. That's like one of your weird German cautionary tales. <laughs> Like, sounds like something your grandma Krampus? sang. <laughs> yeah. Not Grandma Pam, though. Let's be clear. Not Miss Pam, but it no, sounds Ms. like something Pam your would never. Sounds like something your German grandma My would read Oma to you. And Opa would <laughs> sing all sorts of folk tales, folk songs about that. <laughs> Some historians point to that as the moment her interest in torture and blood was peaked. So there are a couple mm. points now where people have said maybe it's her 
falling sickness with the blood treatment. Maybe it's her family's cruelty. Right. Maybe it's her husband torturing and killing her lover. Right. Who knows? So during a war against the Ottomans called the Long War. The Long War. Wow. Why can't ever Were all the other short? The short war? The medium. Right. The extra large war. <laughs> Super size. The kid size war. <laughs> Fun size. <laughs> Elizabeth was charged uh, with the defense of her husband's estates because he was out fighting. And he was actually described as dumb, but strong. Okay. So he's like, me. like a dumb jock like you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so she was home um, and taking care of kind of his estates while he was away. Okay. And during this time, she also took many lovers and bore four children. Yowza. Because she was probably kind of bored for I years. Was, she got nothing to do. I mean, that is what, why do I always try to pretend like I, 13 years. <laughs> i think Shh, don't rewind it don't hit back 15 and see what it <laughs> just go 15 minutes into the future actually maybe, years. maybe just end the show <laughs> <laughs> don't get out your calculators and don't tweet at me okay oh, so during this time she took many lovers bore four children because she was educated and could read and write in four languages there were several instances where she actually intervened on behalf of destitute women um, including a woman whose husband was captured by the turks and a woman whose daughter was raped and impregnated. Wow. So I did want to give you one nugget of good about her. Um, I was going to say, she sounds righteous so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not bad. She sounds like she's just fighting the world. Yeah, just like all of us. trying her best, you know? She's beating the system. So the next category is called the bad stuff. Oh. And it's a long one. The long war? <laughs> it's a fun size. Where's the long stuff? <laughs> it's a long... The long rest of her life. Chapter. The long rest of a lot of people's lives. Um, so, at this point, uh, while her husband was away, word was beginning to spread that Elizabeth may be participating in some more sinister activities, namely the torturing and killing of young girls. <gasps> this... But I thought she was fighting for the girls. <laughs> You'd think so, right? This is where historians debate where fact blends with fiction, how much of it, how exaggerated it's become, you know, that kind of thing. But remember, the word allegedly is kind of strewn about and then at the end i'll give you more of a concrete got it answer but keep that in mind um so elizabeth start as the story goes elizabeth started sending letters to her husband asking him to tell her the gory details about all the torture methods he was using to extract information out of his prisoners mm. and i do kind of now that i'm thinking about it picture him as like a really evil cronk like a cronk yeah. twin because he was just like kind of dumb and like brawny Right. And she's like, We also did call me Kronk earlier That's today. That's true. So oh, God. I said You're I was right. the Kronkurisma. The, the dumb jock. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but he's But just like, an evil one. He's evil like me. like a very evil one. Like the evil twin. I hear you. Yeah. My evil twin. Got Your it. evil twin. Uh, he was known as... Oh, <laughs> I just put it again. He was known as dumb but violent. <laughs> At some point, Elizabeth decided she'd test out the torture methods he would write to her about on uh, her own servants. <gasps> to see what happened. That's the Madame Lori shit. Ooh, yes. Actually, I was going to actually mention this, that this, which is actually one of the places we already booked for a tour for, or a uh, ghost tour on the Lori mansion in New Orleans. But yes. I um, imagine you can't go there and not see it. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's near a hotel. Not to triangulate. Um, but yes, so she, Madame Lori, a lot of this, I'm like, oh God, this is similar shit that mm. similar. Brainstorring? Like, probably like wow. very no brainstorm do we get a list yes okay awesome <laughs> very long list okay 
Um, I think it was the list that really struck me as familiar because when you went through that <laughs> list and I was just having convulsions. You were just like having falling episodes. My falling sickness was <laughs> striking me. Okay, so um, initially her torture was directed at young girls, her servants. Um, these girls, very sad, these girls would be lured from the local towns by the prom- with the promise of a better working life in the castle. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like, it was every girl's peasant girl's dream to like right, to go be able in... to move to the castle you know right. and you'd have a better life than living in poverty yeah uh in your town so they would lure these she would send um like emissaries or something down to the towns and get girls like uh hire girls to move to the castle but once they left home the girls never came back so at first her torture was pretty standard for the day and age. Um, Just a lot of I dog mauling and you, castrating. Yeah, I gave you a little taste of what that was like. Um, she would beat servants with red hot pokers, pour honey on locals, tie them to trees in the woods. So either sometimes it was insects, so like ants and bees, and just let them for days. Right, they just got eat away at them. Eaten, or wild animals. Uh, and they, she also would have gypsies sewn up inside dead horses. Gypsies. Apparently, they would have dead horse carcass and they would just sew up. Oh, like they would shove them into them and then sew up the stomach. Yes. And then let them die in there. Oh. I I know. Like how, like who even, how does your brain even. Fucked up. I don't want to give her any credit, but that is creative. No, but that, but that is the one where they were like, oh, this was a standard a standard yes that's the one where it was like that was a standard 16th century punishment it literally says that in multiple art like cnn articles like note to self if i ever do time travel never go back to that time because i'm sure i'll be punished for something i can't imagine what i would do that would insult them but i guarantee there's something punished for everything em yeah i mean who are we kidding god just note to self don't go any further than like like meat in a horse carcass right that's where we'd (laughs) probably end up together oh yikes so so that was where it all started and it was like "Mm, she's just playing around silly girl wow so around this time um elizabeth hired a woman named anna darvulia Mm -hmm. uh which only spurred on her cruel torture streak anna was purportedly a witch though of course looking back um you know the word witch is like mm, a little iffy and (laughs) it's kind of thrown around it was a little use loosely used loosely used correct it was thrown around unfairly However, most sources do confirm that Anna was cruel and enjoyed torturing the servants just as much as Elizabeth did. Mm. So either way. And how's Anna related to her again? I'm just... uh, so she hired Anna. Oh, as I see. She had known her for a long time, but she kind of hired her to be like her personal envoy or like her... Not so it's envoy, like you, and, you and Eva getting together and just killing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You've caught on to our <laughs> evil plans. Yeah. So she was like in her... She worked in the castle for a long time and then she kind of was like, come into my inner circle. And she actually Eva. had two... <laughs> Come into my inner circle. ZipRecruiter says you're eligible. <laughs> That's more like a Tinder line. Come oh. to my inner circle. Um, <laughs> sorry. But she also had two other women that were kind of in that same grouping. And the four of them kind of later were charged with doing all of this together. But Anna supposedly was the one who honed Elizabeth's torture skills and kind of spurred her on she was just a bad influence this is already my favorite episode you've ever done by the way (laughs) it only took 105 (laughs) i finally won em's approval the show could end no 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 the cats in the crib (laughs) (laughs) okay um sorry it's just so dramatic i'm gonna call blaze later and be like you'll never you'll never guess finally i have to quit the show because i'm never gonna 
I mean, this is your high. Like, enjoy it while you're here. <laughs> Just downhill from uh, here. So sad. Um, so these pupils later claimed that when Anna arrived, quote, the lady herself became crueler and crueler. Love it. The two were known to bring girls outside into the freezing weather, drench them in water. No. And let them freeze to death in front of their eyes. <gasps> and once they decided they were cold enough uh, that they were boring to watch, they just went inside and left them out there. Oh. At first I was like, oh, so they would let them out there. And then like once they were cold enough, they'd finally bring. Nope. They just were like, this is boring and went inside. Like, okay, so you're good, and then just, like, slam the door on them and yep. let them actually freeze to death. Yeah. They were like, I'm bored of this fun game we playing, we're playing. Wow. Ugh. Yeah. And um, the two of them would just, like, laugh in their yeah, faces and that stuff? that was, like, their activity that they did together. Specifically together. Wow. Before Netflix, the world was just awful. There was literally nothing. <laughs> if that was your hobby. It was, like, real chill. Like, chill and chill. Like, freeze people and so chill. So chill people were freezing to death. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. Terrible. Moving on. Other torture methods uh, people later testified to witnessing include. Here's where it gets. Ugh. All right, I'm already, I'm already got, I got my fist clenched. Cringe up. Elizabeth stabbing her victims or biting their breasts. <gasps> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> buckle up, my friend. Oh no! Biting their breasts, hands, faces, and arms, cutting different parts of their body with scissors, including their noses, their earlobes, like their <gasps> lips, just parts that oh. were like eyelids like things that were like accessible to cut i'm smiling pure out of true discomfort i'm to so uncomfortable out of the goddamn i'm doing window. that thing where i look so like such an ass hat because i'm smiling but it's out of pure nervousness <laughs> this is what happened when you did like, lori and you made me read brainstorming and i almost died i'm like nervous about to about to nervous cackle Ooh. keep going Keep I going. feel like my throat is closing. Biting, biting the breasts. Yeah, it's terrible. And cutting, just cutting like the little sensitive parts of your yeah. nose, so it just all hurts. Eva's losing her mind. We have apparently we haven't <laughs> even gotten that far on the list. No, Eva. we really. Ha you're gonna. There's one that you're gonna. Let me know. Let me know when it happens. You're gonna hate. So I can prepare. <laughs> oh uh, no, not yet. Uh, sticking needles into their lips <gasps> or burning them with red hot irons, coins, or keys. Um, she would sometimes just beat or starve them to death if she was bored. Like she let them. There was one story that she would let girls um, starve to death for, like, long enough where when they were about to die, she would force them to drink their own urine <gasps> as, like, a punishment. Or as, like, a, oh, if you're so thirsty or hungry, eat this or drink oh, this. Oh, no. Um, her torture. Okay, this. <laughs> I don't even want to say it out loud. You're going to hate this one. Is this the one? This is the one. Okay. Um, her torture also included jamming pins and needles under their fingernails. <gasps> <laughs> I have to, I'm doing the pressing down thing. I'm doing the pressing down thing. <laughs> I told you. Oh Listen, you said too soon that this was your favorite episode. <laughs> I regret it. I'm just I kidding. I got it on tape. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Take me back to the days of Robert Durst. I'm like balled up in my sweatshirt. I want to die. I've read this four times and I can't oh even God. handle telling oh you. My God. Oh, oh my God. I hate that I'm doing this. Okay. If I don't hold them down, then they're going to come off. I know. I know. I know. Oh. I'm going to change the subject to more torture things. Okay. Um. Okay. She would sometimes tie them down, uh, smear them with honey, like I said, and have them attacked by bees and ants. Just a slow torture. Just, yeah. Endless. Um... And she would do that until they die. Like, there wasn't like a, okay, now you can get up and leave. It was just like, mm, we'll just leave you there. Um, with the help of her inner circle, the f the three women, uh, which included Anna, uh, she Elizabeth began abducting. So she ran out of 
she ran out of girls that were to hire like she's, from the town. Oh my god! There were so many that she was torturing that she was like, "Well, there aren't any more willing." Weren't people wondering where these people were, were yes, going? Yes, they were. Okay, but they okay. were peasants, you know. So it was kind of like, "What are they going to do?" Had the rumors begun yet? The rumors had begun. Okay. Yes. Um, at this point, though, if you're like the last peasant girl in the area and you kind of heard the rumors, and then she approaches you and is like, "Come work in my castle," don't you say fuck no? This is why the next thing happened. With the help of her inner circle, uh, Elizabeth began abducting peasant girls. Abducting. Correct. Because no was no not an option. No more willing right. uh, supplements. I hear you. So, oh God, there's more. Okay. She often bit chunks of flesh from her victims, uh, sometimes from their faces. And one unfortunate girl was even forced to cook and eat her own flesh. <gasps> yeah. Uh... Elizabeth reportedly believed that human blood would keep her looking young and healthy. Oh, my goodness. Um, some other... Oh, I have a whole other bullet called Other Torture. Because oh. I just decided to group well, them all. Well, bring it on over, sister. What's going on? <laughs> just just like, one more bullet for you. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't satisfied enough, so... Okay. So she used needles, knives, candles, and her own teeth to lacerate servants' genitals. <gasps> She sometimes stitched servants' lips and tongues together. <gasps> she made servants sit on stinging nettles and then bathe with the stinging nettles. During the bath, she'd push the nettles into their shoulders and breasts. <gasps> um, she would have them stand in tubs of ice water up to their necks outside until they died. Oh, my gosh. She would keep her servants chained up every night so tight their hands turned blue and spurted blood. <gasps> This is also a really bad one. She would stick burning iron rods into their vaginas. Oh my god! And this one really bothers me. She would iron the soles of their feet. Well, shut the fuck up, and Christine. That one gets me so badly because I hate heels and I hate anything around my heels. All, all I've ever experienced, thank God, is how ticklish the soles of my feet are. And so I can't, I can't rationalize in my head the difference between the pain of over tickling and the pain of them being ironed. No, yeah. How they horrible. both, for some reason, it's so shitty of me to say they both feel the same, but like, <laughs> I mean, probably not quite. Pro but. I know I'm wrong, but all I can associate it with is like just being tickled and wanting to right, wanting right, right. to die. Yeah, it's like when Michael stepped on the George Foreman girl. Uh. <laughs> That's all I can associate it with, and and just extreme must tickling. Be similar, and you know how that really took him out of commission. You can't even imagine. <laughs> and it wasn't even that bad for him. <laughs> oh please, it was terrible for him. <laughs> right on it oh that's just awful especially i mean anything when it, it involves the sensitivity of the bottom of your feet and exactly. you can't get away exactly so yeah. oh, all of it's bad all so of it's bad. to please his wife her husband reportedly built a torture chamber to her specifications oh so she married someone just as awful as her oh yeah so he was kind of like oh dumb cronk. dumb jock yeah mean cronk got it mean cronk um and he reportedly built her this torture chamber uh, before his death, and he actually died uh, relatively early. She, I mean, I guess maybe not for the time, but she was 43 when he died in 1604, so she outlived him. Um, before his death, he appointed a Hungarian nobleman named Georgi Turzo to keep an eye on her and protect her. Um, but her husband's death actually, like, she had such an issue about being alone, apparently, and so her husband's death, like, kind of made her lose her mind even more, so she became believe it or not even worse than she has separation anxiety that's what this girl's biggest insecurity apparently is apparently so yes okay so that like made her lose her goddamn mind even more when he died so all of this kind of went on for a long time and at a certain point 
because she had run out of girls to abduct from the peasant village, she started literally using daughters of local nobles and would, like, take them because she didn't have any other options. Like, people who should have at least been protected from her yeah. still weren't protected. <laughs> like, upper class people. Like oh, my girls. gosh. Yeah. So she ran out of people. Um, and it was at this point that finally the king intervened. Um, Elizabeth's crimes were ignored until 1610. So for 50 years. So for, I don't know, don't ask me. Well, 1560 minus 1610. Or 1610 minus 1560. Like I know that. Okay. Yes, correct. 50, 50 years. 50 years. So her crimes. But damn, she's 50 and has been getting away with it this whole time. Oh, uh, yeah. And she started young. I mean, she got married at 13, which <sighs> is when he went off to war and she started asking about torture methods and practicing. Yikes. So 50 years in, uh, finally, King Matthias II intervened uh, because people were reporting that she was taking uh, daughters of local nobles mm-hmm. and they were disappearing. Um, and he sent to investigate uh, the man, Turzo, who her husband had entrusted mm. her safety with. So this guy uh, who had been appointed to protect her shows up and kind of takes a look around and supposedly catches her in the act of torturing three girls. Oh my God. So he shows up and he's like, bullshit. I can't, there's nothing I can do. Um, in 1610. So that year in 1611 throughout those two years, he and his notaries collected testimony from more than 300 witnesses. According to the testimonies, Elizabeth's initial victims were serving girls ages 10 to 14 uh, who are the daughters of local peasants, many of whom, like I said, were lured for, by paid work. And then later she killed the gentry, daughters of the gentry, um, who were sent by their parents to learn courtly etiquette. And then just never came back because their souls oh were God. ironed to death. <sighs> uh, yeah, let's see. Um, <laughs> and then obviously the abductions, like I mentioned, were said to have occurred as well. Some witnesses named relatives who died while while in her care. Others reported having seen traces of torture on dead bodies, some of which were buried in graveyards, and others just kind of scattered in unmarked locations around the castle. Torture and bloody orgies were supposedly carried out. Bloody orgies. Bloody orgies. To accompany family celebrations, including her daughter's wedding and holidays. It's a long sentence full of a lot of weirdness. So, to celebrate her daughter's wedding, she had a blood orgy. Yes. Um, Like, among other events where she also had blood orgies. And maybe a torture orgy, too. So, a torture orgy involves what? Everyone's having sex and enjoying it and being tortured? I imagine that they're witnessing the torture on on the servants while they're having an orgy. I see. Like, it's the entertainment during the orgy i I see so there's an orgy and the the audience if you will are tortured tortured slaves perhaps or whoever they are noble women yes holy crap yeah that's what i took that's some like weird i don't even know what that is (laughs) it's weird indeed i mean i I don't know beyond that i have no other descriptor holidays so you know oh holidays like merry christmas christmas at grandma happy birthday jesus let's torture everyone So two witnesses actually said they saw the countess torture and kill young servant girls. And like I said, Torzo, who was sent to protect her, explained that he had caught her in the act, so his hands were tied. One witness who was called to testify explained to the court that she had found Elizabeth's own diary while she was clearing out her chambers. And the diary, when they opened it, contained the names of all of Elizabeth's victims and the total amounted to 650 
young women. That's correct, I imagine. When authorities raided the castle in 1610, they found what was left of between 100 and 200 bodies. Mm. At the actual sentence, they said 80 because that was what they could prove. Um, All of the servants who had, so like her inner circle or anyone who had been sent to lure girls in or had any hand in this torture. Yeah, anyone associated were tried and executed except for Anna Darvulia. So the worst, the worst one gets to stay. Yeah, well, she was dead by the time of the trial, perhaps by suicide to avoid the trial. So it's unclear how she died, but she happened to die right before the trial. Got it. Um, So... The way that her other two kind of, like, inner circle women were killed, uh, they had their fingers torn out <gasps> one by one. <laughs> you really didn't even warn me. You're such an asshole. I <sighs> put my finger up. <laughs> their fingers? Yes, one by one. Just, like, with pliers? With what? Oh, Just ripped right off. I imagine in the Middle Ages they had devices for that. Oh you got to imagine that this was a standard procedure. That's what I'm oh saying. Have God. you ever been to a torture museum? It's terrible. I kind of really she, want to go. Re- but... No, you don't. I've been in one and it's the mo- for like two days. I was like distraught. Oh, it like, and like I you think like it's going to be fascinating and then you're just really so me, fucking uncomfortable. Maybe I'm like too much of like an empath, but I just sat there like people were literally. That's like me with the museum of death. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. I don't think you could like, do it when either. You were like, don't go. I'm like, that means something. If you're telling me not to go, I'm not going to I go. really don't think you could handle it. And not in a mean way. I just knowing how. Um, I don't think it would be good for me for my. It's really spirit. it's so it's so different than you expected to yeah. be. It's not. Like, I don't even know what you really expected to be, but it's not what you expected, and right. it's just all. There's sad actually and one awful. in New Orleans too, and I don't know. It's called Museum of Death, and I was like, please, that's the one thing I don't want to do. Um, but yeah, so I mean, she loved the uh, the Iron Maiden or whatever <sighs> thing, yeah. and then they had like the thing where you put it in your. That's terrible in your vajayjay, and then they like open it up, and then they what? You don't know about that? No, but... This is one of the most common, like, medieval torture... I mean, maybe I've been to too many Renaissance fairs. I don't know. (laughs) What Renaissance fairs are you going to, man? They put put it in. They put what in? It's what's... It's like a pear shape, like a... A pear shape? Yeah, and then they stick it in your vagina, and then they crank it until... And it Until until your whole body is open? Until you die. Until you... Like, they stick it, like, in your cervix, uterus, I don't know what. Until you just keep stretching until you're ripped in half, essentially. Correct. If and that's what it had, took. Yes, and they even had those things that literally pulled people in half. Oh, I knew about the thing that stretches. I knew that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, Like the, the why part of YMCA. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is the best awful. Famously where that song comes from. No. Uh, I'm just trying to describe it for people yes, who yeah. can't see what I'm doing. But they also had those stretch ones where it would like one half your body would go on one and then they would both crank them until you just like pulled apart. Yeah, but I didn't know about the, the hoo-ha thing. What is that called? Oh my God. Awful. What's the Iron Maiden? And that's when it goes over your head? I thought um iron maiden torture oh 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 yeah that's where you put you go inside an iron cabinet um and it's covered in spikes yeah yeah yeah. so you they close you in it and like it's the choky spikes yeah kind of like the choky but worse <laughs> and then like you can't move like if you like fall over you're like so eventually snapped. when you collapse out so of exhaustion standing. it's gonna happen right so right. you can't even like flinch because you're surrounded by is that right Oh, okay. Even so, some of them will just close on you with spikes. There's different varieties. I mean, there's there's no good one. Different varieties. Hold on, I'm literally gonna find this for you. I didn't know that even existed. Oh, that's what. That's right. The pair of anguish. Oh yeah. Well, that'll do it. Yep. They insert it into uh, 
either the vagina for women or the anus for men. <gasps> and then oh, I thought only women were the unlucky ones. Oh, it's everyone. At least we're equal in the torture. <gasps> wow. Yeah, it's terrible. And then they open it up. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, so I've been into these museums and I felt very ill afterward. I don't like it because it's like someone used like, that. Like, no, it's, it's not like a joke. You know, it's like absolutely terrible. awful. Yeah. But like, also, it's like that weird, horrible, disturbing fascination oh, that like, and it's also drives you to want to see it. Yeah, totally. And it's fascinating that people actually. It was like a norm. Like it wasn't. Yeah, I think the thing that interests me more is just the fact that there was a, a time in history where yes. this was just common knowledge where it was like oh you slept with someone that you're not supposed to sleep with let's stick this up your butt and turn it into like what in yeah. the world it was just like i mean it really feels like that was the middle point between like the caveman brain and the current right. brain of like i'm going to primally hurt you in whatever horrible and in- intimate way i can no think of empathy about it like i just don't right. feel yeah you're right <sighs> I guess maybe, it's just like bef- it's oh my maybe goodness. the enlightenment did a thing or two in that regard but <laughs> I don't know it's like oh I'm just gonna hurt you but this is why much some of the kill like some of the serial killers that I just won't do like we don't do we don't want to do the right the what's a toy box killer toy box we killer refuse to because do that I one. can't handle the torture stuff it's too much for me yeah it's personally it's yeah it's, torture is a whole other bag of cats yeah I'm not into it I mean on many levels right um, right so anyhow anna was uh dead by the child perhaps by suicide it's not clear um but the the confidants had their fingers torn out one by one and then were burnt alive without their fingers so they just like pulled their fingers out just for fun and then like set them on fire and that's how they died oh my god and this was after they had a court like they had a trial like it wasn't and this was like like just legally available (laughs) they were like well this this will (laughs) do oh my god it's just like fuck um so elizabeth herself never faced trial because of her status oh my god uh the king wanted her sentence to death but torzo that guy who was sent to protect her intervened and asked for her to be sent to a nunnery instead a nunnery but the king refused so they ended up coming to an agreement that she be put under strict house arrest she was placed in solitary confinement in her own castle she was bricked in a set of rooms with only small slits for ventilation and the passing of food and she remained there for four years until her death on August 21st, 1614. Wow. And um, so we've talked about bricking, but this is a different we have. kind of bricking because she actually got to eat and breathe. Mm-hmm. But um, like in the lore episode, he's like, this was her worst nightmare because she was had such an issue about like being separation anxiety, totally like being alone. And she wasn't allowed to like talk to anyone or see anyone. So for four years, she was just in that room. Just going food, crazy. No like view. She couldn't see out the windows. Was there uh, anything in there? Like a no. a bed, a book? No, maybe a bed, but not a book for sure. So it was just solitary confinement. Totally, yeah. For four years. Wow. Um, I guess when she died, she went out and said, I'm cold. And they said, go to sleep, madam. You're fine. <sighs> and then she was dead the next morning. <laughs> that's, all wow. I, that's all I read for her only interaction with anybody. Um, so now, next category is called, so that's the bad stuff. Next category is called what she's known for. Mm. So obviously, um, probably a lot of you have heard about her. I know you've heard of her. Um, and she's kind of made her way into like, I don't know, medieval zeitgeist as like female bloody serial killer. Mm -hmm. Um, and one theory that's found its way into popular culture is the notion that she bathed in her servant's blood to keep herself youthful, which is a really common misconception Okay, because the story actually didn't 
become part of the myth, even with 300 testimonies until 100 years after her death. So that was never even in any of the paperwork, in any testimony. It just wasn't part of her story until 100 years later when someone added it to a book. Right. And it got sensationalized, like what you were talking about, and kind of became a crazy fact that people spread around. I also (laughs) read on one website that due to coagulation, this would be extremely difficult, if not impossible anyway, uh, to bathe in multiple people's blood. But don't at me about that. I'm not (laughs) a scientist. I don't know. I didn't test it. You read it. Now you're saying it. Yeah. Got it. Eva and I aren't that far into our plans yet. Oh, Uh-oh. <laughs> don't worry. Eva about hasn't it. totally researched the uh, the likeliness of blood coagulating in time. Listen, Alexander's girlfriend is a chemist. Maybe I'll ask her. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was reported, however, that Elizabeth would beat girls so hard that the blood pooled on the floor <gasps> and sometimes splattered on her clothes. But when this happened, she would immediately change her clothing, and the blood would be cleaned up by servants. So there was no. Can you imagine being one of her servants? And you're like, that. that's my friend. Or like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, you're working with oh all these other God. servants, and then there's one being tortured, and then you have to clean up their blood. Like, it's horror. Yeah. So um, the blood would be cleaned up, but was not ever collected for bathing purposes or okay. anything like that. Um, one author named Kimberly Kraft uh, suggests that release of pent-up rage and stress was more likely to be the motivation for the Countess's torturous attacks as they all seem to be linked to periods when the Countess felt particularly under pressure. I don't know. The merit in that? Possibly? I'm not Who sure. Who knows anymore? I don't know if there's really a great excuse that stress triggered anything or, you know. <laughs> right. Who knows? Seems like she had a lot deeper issues than pressure and stress. Right. Like separation anxiety. That's it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Only that. Which Gio has too. And he's not <laughs> around here like biting people's. Well, he is a Scorpio. That's true. He, he has his he own problems. has his own cross to bear. <laughs> And so do we. <laughs> um, okay, so now the part that you probably don't want me to tell you, but I'm going to. Here's the evidence against, evidence in defense of Elizabeth. Okay. So although it is commonly believed that, like I said, um, Torzo, the guy who was uh, protecting her, caught her in the act of torture, there is very little evidence to support this. In fact, what he did discover was the body of one dead girl and another girl who was severely injured but alive. And this girl claimed that um, another woman, I think one of the women in her inner circle, had beaten her. But when she was offered 50 guilders, 15 pounds of wheat in a small farm, she testified that it was actually Elizabeth who had Mm. beaten her. uh, Not the other woman, she initially said. Perhaps the most compelling evidence uh, to defend Elizabeth is the motive of the king, Matthias II, who intervened. Um, Before his death, Elizabeth's husband had been loaning money to the Hungarian crown, and Elizabeth had made a habit of pressing the king for repayment. She would visit all the time and be like, yo, you owe me money. What? Because, like, he owed them a shit ton of money. And so her husband died, and she's like, hey, I'm still here. Like, just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I don't need my money back. Um, And so she was always pressing him for repayment, and it was, like, recorded that this pissed him the hell off, that this woman kept showing up being like, I need my money. And so he knew that if he could convict her of a capital crime, he would not only wipe out his debt to her, but also collect all of her estates. Right. Got it. And he also had an interest in abolishing her entire clan, the Bathory clan, uh, for political reasons, like basically Protestants versus Catholic, you know, the whole shebang. Um, The servant who had found Elizabeth's diary with the 650 names in it was actually proven to be illiterate. 
And the diary itself never actually appeared and uh, was never actually proven to be real. Well, yeah, my thought with her would be, wouldn't you be worried that that journal was just floating around and you don't know where it is? Yeah. Um, And so that was kind of a fishy one. Mm -hmm. Um, And then additionally, I think the most interesting thing I read was from like a Hungarian historian who actually said like, the weirdest thing is that back then it was the 1600s, but people were recorded and like there weren't that many peasants just like vanishing in the history books like people were still recorded in censuses and things like that um and she said if 650 people were just missing missing out of this small area like it would be it would have been recorded some way or another but at the same time who knows she was very powerful right she could have controlled whatever anyone said possibly yeah so that's kind of like up in the air people debate that um so some people believe that elizabeth was set up because after she was kind of imprisoned her sons-in-law actually got a shit ton of land they all split it up the king uh his debt was abolished and he took over so like basically everyone won out of right this except for her so some people believe that elizabeth was set up some believe she killed possibly 30 to 50 servant girls and it was kind of blown up to be sure much bigger than it was but it should not be taken lightly in my personal opinion that many and possibly most historians still believe that Elizabeth Bathory's murders were in the hundreds, possibly as high as the 650 wow. that some claim. Whew. So there's wild. quite a debate between historians. But that being said, it's still a crazy fucking story. Right. And um, who knows? I don't know. There, I I think there's usually some element of truth even in a crazy story like that. So right. who knows? Maybe it was like a... A more minimal... Who cares? It was still yeah, awful. Yeah, so, yeah. It was still, it's still bananas. Right. Even if it was 50 people, that's still like an insane amount. So the castle now stands in a beautiful town in Slovakia. Um, Can you imagine how haunted that fucking place is? <laughs> oh, I'll get there. Well, I'm not going to say anything haunted, but uh, before its recent con- reconstruction, locals would host barbecues and campouts inside. God. Because like, why not? Uh, nowadays now it's been reconstructed you can visit as a tourist and you can even see where elizabeth was kept bricked in captivity for the last few years of her life um and it is also purportedly haunted there it is and some uh youtubers have gone and done like little ghosty things there things there so i was saying um you could probably do a story on that someday yeah that'd be really cool i didn't even read when it was like haunting whatever i didn't read any of it so oh cool i would love if you'd covered that someday yeah um, so I did find a little horoscope for Miss Elizabeth. She's a Virgo, right? Lizzie B. Um, no. Maybe? Yes. August 21st? So August 7th. Oh, August 7th. Okay, so she's a Cancer? Leo. No. Yeah, Leo. Yeah, she's a Leo. Okay. Um, Leo, it will be hard for you to stay focused on the tasks at hand today. Your mind is likely to feel quite scattered. Don't push yourself to finish anything big or you may get frustrated that you have bitten off more than you can chew. Loosen your death grip and try to witness the sensations as they come up without judging or reacting to them. You might learn some important lessons about yourself! Exclamation point. A good process would be... (laughs) A good process would be to write in your diary or make a vision board of all the images that represent your feelings. What? (laughs) Oh my gosh! Can you imagine that vision board? <laughs> no. Oh my god! Covered in blood. I know. <laughs> Just dip it in blood. Yeesh. 
So that is the story of the crazy lady, Lizzie B. I'm overwhelmed. That was a good one. I'm overwhelmed. Holy that one really shit. was one of my favorite ones you've done now. Wow, that was... Uh... It says a lot about me that the more fucked up it is, the more I, I like hearing your retelling oh, of yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, even like Lori Mansion is like an epic episode in our history, you know? Cause That's it's true. Just like... I do really like that I covered that story, but it's like at the same time, like it makes me really hate myself for that oh, yeah. being like something I, I mean, it's in, terrible. quote enjoyed, but I did enjoy it. But I... every time I type something out, like she would bite their whatever, she their would breasts and genitals, light a candle to their vagina i'm like oh my holy god light a candle to the vagina that's oh, how there was hot iron rods they stuck in their <gasps> vagina i tried to oh. lessen the blow for the second time around but listen you just started talking and i just kind of blacked out <laughs> I just uh, my brain couldn't handle it Ooh. wow that is the story of a girl named lizzie thank you mm-hmm. um wow i don't know how to sorry bounce out of that whoops um <laughs> I don't know what to say anymore. All right. Say what you think, feel. How about this? Um, the next time we, the next episode we have, because it comes out on the 10th, right? Yes. That's our, the day before the, <gasps> our anniversary. You're right. See, this is what I was actually going to do this for our anniversary. And then oh, are you? I was like, well, I already have the notes. I'm just going to do it now. I, uh, yeah, this is because February 11th is our three year. Two year. Two. No. Nah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, what? Jesus. I was like, what's going to on To be here? fair, we'll be starting our third year of podcasting. Okay. But it'll be our two-year anniversary. Okay. Got I'm not it. that old yet. I got scared. I was like, I, did I just age before my eyes? Okay. Wow, you look terrified. Did you see it? I was really afraid. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. Two-year anniversary. All right. Well, then I guess happy pre... Ne- I'll see you next week for the, the anniversary show. Oh, yeah. We got to record all these in advance, huh? Oh, I have a headache. (laughs) I'm like, what is that pounding in my temples? (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. If you want to go check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at ATWWD podcast. We also have a Patreon at ATWWD podcast and you can find our website and that's why we drink.com where you can find our merch. If you go to, and that's why we drink at bigcartel.com. You can find our tour dates at, and that's why we drink.com slash live. Please go buy our tickets to any show that is in your area there's still a lot coming up you can also uh i guess you could email us also if you have a personal true crime or paranormal story that you want to share you can submit it to and that's why we drink at gmail.com where you could potentially be in the running for our new listeners episode where we put out one for the first of every month just realized that we'll be past that for february so we probably already did the february one if you'd like to be in the march video perhaps you can email it to and that's why we drink at gmail.com um and february 17th we are going to have our facebook live at 3 p.m pacific standard time we will make an event in the facebook group that's for patreon by the way patreon oh, sorry. yeah that's for patreon yep um all right well i guess that's it don't go to a medieval torture museum just because i mention it don't go because it's not enjoyable you won't like it and i can and if you do there's a problem with you and i can tell you the museum of death is not is not going to be a fun time. It's going to be either an educational yeah. time where you cry or an educational time where you don't cry because your tear ducts are broken or you just feel like the world is hopeless. Any of those. Or bleak. Bleak. I told you, man. Did I not Hashtag tell bleak. You? Hashtag bleak. And? That's why. <laughs> bleak. Drink. Oh, it's also bleak. <laughs>